Welcome to the Silver Screen Project, where we look back at a series of films in anticipation of an exciting new cinema release. In preparation for Matt Reeves' The Batman, we've been covering the Dark Knight trilogy. This time around, we're looking at The Dark Knight Rises. We are indeed the kind of epic conclusion to the Christopher Nolan trilogy. It certainly is. Thoughts? I didn't like it as much as I remember I think it's a little bit drawn out and it kind of goes places that maybe a Batman film sh- not shouldn't, but I I think it is noticeably worse than the other two. Yeah, I don't think it feels as much like a Batman film. Yes. It's it's a good film, I think. It's good, but Batman Begins and The Dark Knight are very, very good. Yeah, it feels kind of meandering in the yeah. way that I made comments last time. The Dark Knight kind of meanders a little bit towards yes. the end. This is the same throughout. Uh, my brother has recently also watched back this trilogy yes. and believes this is the best one. Right. Okay. Yeah. He's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does have that. The stakes are raised, but it, yeah. it's to the point where they're in the third act. They're like, "Let's get the president on the line." I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't really. It gets a bit silly. It is very silly, but it has some good parts uh the villains bane i think bane's great obviously quite a reimagining from previous yeah not super not super comic book accurate but it's Uh, not a complaint really yeah the batman we've seen in live action has always been quite different more of like a dumb brute than the bane yeah yeah yeah. than the planning tom hardy bane we yeah i mean the intro scene having now seen tenet feels very like a kind of tenet scene (laughs) Um, we've yeah. actually got a Project Project alumni in there because... Joseph Gordon-Levitt? <laughs> no, uh, but yes. Oh, and um, Aidan Gillen. <laughs> Aidan Gillen, that's right. Of course, right. I forget. Should have he's, written his name down. He's in, yeah, he's obviously in Blue Book. Star of Blue Book and yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt from Project Power. Yeah, so a double, double feature then. Um, I think it's a good opening scene. It, it's not as good as the Joker's intro. Yeah. But it's good. We see the introduction of Bane. We see that he's this brutal kind of mysterious character and the whole plane grabbing a plane stuff's quite fun yeah it's fun it's a little bit overly complicated it's kind of signposts the rest of the film because they start doing blood samples in a body to kind of confuse the authorities about dr pavel and it's it's a bit convoluted convoluted and it, it is a good example of where the rest of the film goes but I like how he's just like super brutal throughout the film. Yeah. He's killing his men for no reason. We find out that they're finding people washed up under that um, sewer regularly, yeah. which means he's regularly just throwing people down that same hole, <laughs> yeah. which is quite funny. The voice, what do you think about the Bane voice? Like, it's a little bit silly, but I do like it. I think it works. And it's it's had, funnily enough, I think it's had the most cultural impact out of anything in this film. Yeah, people still do the Bane voice. Even so much as, did you watch the Harley Quinn animated series? No. So it's comic book accurate Bane, but he's got the Bane voice from this film, which is really funny. <laughs> Joe, even, obviously it was Amy's birthday not too long ago, yeah, and yeah. you had some friends here. Yeah. Um, One of our friends said, I've got a really good Bane impression. <laughs> and did, um, I don't remember that. David, who oh, yes, has been yeah. on the show. He does um, good voice, the fact yeah. that what nearly t- 10 years later yeah, people yeah, are still yeah. doing impression of Bane so yeah it has got a cultural impact that voice yeah the other notable I say villain yeah anti-hero yeah. towards the end is Catwoman Selena Kyle yeah um, what do you think of Catwoman in this yeah I think Anna Hathaway is pretty good I think she she's does, well cast I'd she say. does the mannerisms well yeah there's a scene the first scene you see her she's pretending to be a maid 
Um, and then as soon as she's kind of caught out, she switches. Yeah. And she's got these kind of cat-like mannerisms. She's very kind of, she's got these swaying head movements and she's kind of, she's kind of slinky and like ballet yeah, dancer her, her switch from like the maid to Catwoman yeah. is almost reminiscent to Batman and Bruce Wayne yes, where she's good absolutely, at pretending yeah. to be someone she's supposed to be. That's but. right. And I mean, Anne Hathaway is, everyone knows, is, is, a, is a good actress. She's won awards. She's, you know, putting good performances around the kind of, Around the houses. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, she's good. I think that the, the outfit is good for that universe with the goggles yes. that go up to the ears and that sort of thing. Um, I don't think they, that she's used massively effectively in this no. film. They could have done this film without her. Yes. Um, but I do like how with her and Bane, and then we see Scarecrow later, who we can talk about. There's a lot of kind of comic book feel in a weirdly unlike the world. the continuity of not being yes. standalone, but actually this is a continuous world. Yeah, yeah. With as you say, Scarecrow coming back, which I believe was originally going to be Joker That's in that right. role, but yeah. of Heath I think there. a lot of this does feel like what can we do without Joker? Yeah, and I like how they bring back the League of Shadows, and we get even a cameo from Liam Neeson, which is like a kind of vision kind of thing yeah it's almost their way of doing the immortality thing yeah the other selena carl bit when she's doing the speech at the mass ball and she's talking about uh there's a tide coming a storm coming all this stuff yes it's it's, it's good it's, it's intense yeah it keeps you like hooked yeah um the other significant character introduced into this is Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing Robin, although it's not revealed to be Robin until the yeah, end. Yeah, I really don't like the fact that he's Robin. No, I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this. I think he's fine. I didn't really like it's him, not, to be it's, But the reveal of Robin was a... Considering I, there was never going to be an, another film of this. I, I I just wish... I know it's this is more for like, oh, for the fans, but I just wish they'd been like, oh, your name is Dick Grayson rather yeah. than Robin because it doesn't even make sense like Robins the Robins aren't called Robin I know that's such yeah. a nitpick but... imagine if like we had a superhero alter ego and we were just called Sam and Lewis yeah. like <laughs> people would probably put two and two it's together so silly but uh, yeah I mean I think he's he's a decent character and I like how a lot of it is just him and Jim Gordon in hospital and they're just doing all the cop stuff yeah he's like his man in the in the office or whatever Jim yeah. Gordon um, and they're just the only cops who are any good. Um, the rest of them all get kidnapped and, and they all, the sewers. thousands of them all walk into the sewers at once, which is yeah, just which my, is probably my the, biggest gripe. All the whole the, film. Uh, it wasn't even in my top noted gripes. <laughs> the fact that all the police are at work is kind of weird. None of them had a day off or anything. Yeah. Although it turns out that there's a handful that weren't there. Like, yeah. but literally like a handful, like 10 of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That There is silly bits in this, but I think a lot of them, it yeah, pulls up, yeah. like the pit, right? I, I like the pit. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's very silly. And it's, but it's quite comic booky though. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very, I'm like, where's the pit? Who's guarding the pit? Yeah. He could just walk out the pit. Who's putting food in? Yeah. The rope at the, the rope. top of the pit. It's very the silly. The rope that but could I, blow in. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like the pit stuff. And yeah. it has like the backstory to Bane, which yeah. is interesting. And ties into Razor Ghoul. But I think that kind of summarizes the film in a lot of way to me in that I liked it, even though it's over the top and silly yeah, and dumb. Absolutely. I think I still really enjoyed it. Um, and I think it is a good ending. And I think the way it ends does wrap things up well yeah um i did always like the the reveal to gordon that he's 
Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Even though it's subtle, you can tell they all figure but it the out. Whole, even with, I like that. Even with Rachel in the first one, he in Batman Begins, he does the same thing where he subtly mentions something that yeah. he might as well just tell them. It's almost like <laughs> it's a, like one little test to be like, oh, if you're smart enough, you'll yeah. guess it. It's like, what are you, Batman or the fucking Riddler? <laughs> Um, another bit I did enjoy yeah. is that the period of the film where Bane has control of Gotham yes. he's going around with the tanks and stuff yeah, it's yeah. quite interesting it's to interesting. see and it's all cut off from the rest of the world yeah. it doesn't make any sense because this is in America like yeah. It's the biggest it's, military in the world. I think it's loosely based on, I think it's No Man's Land, which is a similar kind of plot. Yeah, but it is quite fun to see in like all the yeah. kind of underground operations and stuff. I like the scene where Batman returns <laughs> for the first time in eight years and the old policeman's like, oh, you're in for a treat tonight, kid, and all that. That's, yeah. It's, it's very cool. Yeah, it's good fun. The stadium scene with Bane. Which yeah, I which think was the trailer. It's like the weird IMAX trailer they with the american there. footballer running with the pitch claps in behind him <laughs> which is so silly but he it's doesn't cool. seem to notice until he stops running yeah and it, and it stops collapsing just behind him when yeah, he starts perfect yeah perfect and bane's like what a lovely voice <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering if we'd make it through this video about one of us doing the bane voice I think it's, that's a lovely lovely voice <laughs> <laughs> Another bit that I thought was really dumb is yeah. early on when Bane does the bank heist and yeah. it makes Bruce Wayne bankrupt. Yeah. Like that would never happen. Well, they say, I think uh, Lucius Fox is like, in the long term, we might be able to prove fraud, but for now you're broke. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and the like... thing is, when they do the funeral, what's it like, the will reading, they're like, oh, because of those investments, there's not much to speak of. It's just like the the physical things, like the manor and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, so they just stopped the fraud investigation because he died? Like, people so... still have stakes. There's livelihoods on the line. Yeah, like, he's literally and billions and billions of dollars. And because we saw that Bane did all the stuff after and he was at the bank, they could put it together, surely. Yeah, and, like, I think, like, if if you've got money in a bank and somebody robs the bank, yeah. you don't lose that money. No. I know it's different because it's, it's, like, stocks and stuff. But they can prove fraud. But it's still, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Wayne could be, like, I obviously didn't send this guy six billion dollars. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Yeah, like, I think he just he... sits in his dark, cold mansion on his own. Yeah. Well, then he ends up getting his back broken and all that yeah. stuff. And they have that weird prison medicine where they just hang him up until his back fixes. Yeah, I guess it wasn't broken; it was just badly dislocated. Because like, but... if you make that jump in the pit and fall, oh, that as that's well, going to fuck your back up. Yeah. Right? That... I was watching it with Amy and we were saying, make some sort of harness. Yeah. Do some sort just of rope. Round the waist. That would kill you. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that I was kind of disappointed with yeah. was that like Blaine ha- Bane. <laughs> Blaine. Bane's got this whole like it's introduced, I'm finished off the League of Shadows mission. Yeah, I've yeah. taken over Gotham. Yeah. Um, if you don't let me do it, I'm gonna blow it up. Mm. And he's just ruling Gotham. Yeah. And then it's revealed. Actually, that's not his plan. He was just going to blow it up because he's in love. And yeah. And, and then as like... soon as Talia al Ghul is revealed, uh, Miranda Tate, I think she's yeah. called, Bane just turns into like a sniveling little like yeah. lapdog. Like, and then he's just off like, like off screen. Yeah, revolutionary Bane who's just overtaken the city and with a threat of a bomb. Cool. It's far yeah. more interesting than he's doing it for Talia al Ghul. And it is very silly that, that Gordon wrote the speech that he didn't 
give and that he happens to have the speech on him when he gets captured and it means yeah. that, and why would people believe the speech that Bane's just read out it doesn't really make sense but yeah. I like that because it's it's some motivation and it's yeah. like you say it's this revolutionary like, I feeling did, I keep having to say it but I did like this film but like it's one of those the more you think about the more yeah yeah flaws there is in it yeah like the the war where batman's just leading the cops doesn't make any sense yeah none of them have guns they're all just running or maybe some of them have pistols but they just run into like the battle. Yeah. it feels like trench warfare and like it's also the thing like he's batman so you don't really care but they've they've like got rid of all the bridges around gotham nobody can get oh, in gotham yeah. but then batman just appears like, in gotham oh, he's just batman yeah. and it's like yeah he's just batman but this is meant to be like a gritty realistic yeah. universe and I feel like with Bane, he doesn't learn a lesson from the first time he fights him to the second time. No. Because the first time, he uses smoke bombs like once. And it's like, yeah, you, you should be using your tricks. You shouldn't be fighting this guy who's clearly bigger and tougher yeah. than you. And then the second time, all he does different is just punch his mask a few times. Yeah. Like, I feel like they could have done, maybe lean into the fact that you are the Batman and, and hide around. And use like gadgets and yeah, stuff. Batman yeah. uses gadgets. He doesn't really use gadgets in, in the, this. In the one part that he uses the smoke bombs, Bane just takes the piss and he's like, oh, theatricality, that's for like noobs, basically. <laughs> and then he hides in the darkness and they have the good line from Bane about being born in the darkness. You think darkness is your ally? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, line. it's just like, there's little nitpicks like that that make yeah. it make it worse than it could be. And that's what, like, overall it's still good. It's just not as good as the first two. Yes. Uh, Alfred crying is very emotional. Oh, he's not yeah. in the film much, weirdly. No, um, I know because he, he leaves. There's the first part where he says about not burying another Wayne. Very good. Yeah. And then his kind of emotional Michael Caine's very good in this. He, this is he's good his... in the trilogy, but this is where he gets yeah. to show most emotion. Yeah, and he is genuinely really good. The last thing I, I have that I don't really like is Batman seems to do a lot of weird stuff with his lips in this film. <laughs> He's constantly kind of pursed his lips. And it's I think it's because of his voice that he does. But yeah. even when he's not talking, he's going like that. <laughs> you can see that, Lewis. Yeah. But the audience, you know, will just have to imagine kind of a man with his lips part, part open, kind of baring his teeth but in not very threatening way. Yeah. Uh, very strange choice on Christian Bale's part. Don't like it. No. <laughs> trying to think of what else I actually do like about this because <laughs> there is good bits in this. Yeah. Like, it is mostly a good film. Yeah. Like, the, the, even like the... It's easy the fa- to take the piss out of. Yeah, though, the yeah. fake out with the bomb over the river yeah. is believable. You generally believe Batman's died first yeah. time. Then when you see him at the end, even though they've kind of done a fake out, I did like that because it's... Yeah, but they lay enough groundwork. They say the pearls are missing. They say the autopilot was fixed yeah. six months ago. It all works. The fact it, it's, it's still quite kind nice of to, open-ended enough. It's it's quite nice to see that Bruce Wayne's just kind of like retired. Yeah, got he's got the ending that he deserved. That, but like, is he meant to not be Bruce Wayne anymore? Is he hiding? Because people would recognize Bruce Wayne. And right? also they put up a statue of Batman. And then is Joseph Gordon-Levitt just going to be Batman again? Yeah. Because I'm sure he's going to have to be a different, like a Nightwing or whatever. Yeah. Um, because otherwise they'll go, oh, well, we just put up the statue of Batman who saved the day and sacrificed himself, but he's back. <laughs> Doesn't have the, quite the same impact. <laughs> but we don't know because it's revealed that he's Robin in literally the last five minutes of the film. Yeah, it's going to be, I'm Robin. And everyone go, oh, isn't that John Blake's real name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you have any trivia bits? I've got one actually which is related to Robin and I actually saved it from last episode. In the original script or one draft of the script for Dark Knight 
uh, it was going to be revealed that Rachel Dawes uh, had a brother called Robin. Um, or was um, Dick Grayson or Dick Dawes, <laughs> which is a terrible name. Um, a terrible idea. It apparently Dick Grayson wasn't explicitly mentioned, but it was a reference. Oh, she was referenced to be related to the Grayson family, but Nolan took it out because he didn't have plans to use Robin in his trilogy. So right. I guess this was his way of appeasing the fans there. Yeah, he could, he could like Robin doesn't need to be in the Batman films. No, but that's what I've got for that. You got anything yeah. interesting? So I've got a couple of bits that are kind of trivia for the trilogy as a whole. Yeah, cool, cool. Which perfect for this is a third Rounding of the trilogy. It up. In each movie, uh, it starts with the main villain disguising themselves as one of his own henchmen. Right. And then becoming the villain. So Ra's al Ghul pretends to be Ducard. Right. With Ken Watanabe pretending to be yeah, Ra's yeah, al Ghul. Yeah. Uh, Joker is wearing a clown mask. He does the robbery. Robbers, yeah. And Bane is wearing the bag pretending not to be yeah, Bane. So yeah. in all three films, it starts okay, with cool. the villain yeah, yeah. pretending not to be the villain. Nice bit of continuity there. And then in also in all three films, either a friend or associate of Batman or Bruce Wayne turns out to be a villain. Right. So Ra's al Ghul is a friend at the start, is yep. the villain. Harvey Dent yep. is kind of a friend, becomes the villain. Mm-hmm. And in this, Miranda Tate becomes Tally Ra's yeah, So yeah. it's kind of weird symmetry in all three films, which yeah. if you thought about it, it's like, oh, they've just redone it, but you don't notice it yeah, until you read it. They're, they're different roles throughout the film, you know, very much so. Love interests, ally and mentor yeah. going backwards kind of thing. So but, uh, yeah. Bruce Wayne needs to pick his friends better. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's going to happen eventually, isn't it? With uh, If you were, live in the Batman universe, eventually <laughs> you're going to have some relation. Everyone's... It's like Spider-Man. Everyone that Spider-Man ever works with turns out to be a villain. Yeah. They're in the field of science <laughs> to fall into a pit of eels. Yes. But final question, with Matt Reeves' The Batman coming yep. up soon, are you more or less hyped having watched The Dark Knight Rises? I mean, I feel like this film didn't make me more hyped, but I'm not less hyped. Prod yes so, or prod no, there's so, no prod maybe. <laughs> so I'm I'm prod yes, but I don't think this film particularly helps that. I I would say this film didn't make me more hyped. I'd say yeah. prod no. Okay, so if we're doing that, prod no. Yeah. Um, I'm already hyped. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Batman Begins made me really hyped. Yeah. Dark Knight made me even more hyped. This didn't make me yeah, more okay. hyped. Prod no. I feel like I, I was like I'm still uh, getting the hang of the system here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a clear system of prod yes. <laughs> Or Podge No. So yeah. next time round... We'll be uh, doing The we'll Batman. We're talking about The Batman, which yeah. comes out very soon. Very yeah. excited for. And that will round off our first Silver Screen series. Yeah, and then we'll tune in and let you know on the Project Project what we're going to be doing for the next one. Yes, we certainly shall. So thank you for joining us. And I hope you're looking forward to The Batman as much as we are. See you next episode. Bye. Project. Project. Project.